0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Yes, we have a great episode here for you guys. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are in this world. I hope it is a Perfect day for you right now. But it's about to get a little bit better because I have a great episode here for you guys. Uh, a great guest, super entertaining, uh, super knowledgeable. So you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, we talked about week six of the NFL season. We honestly, we covered a little bit of everything. We covered DFS, we covered Dynasty, we covered Redraft. Like, I really don't know if we, I don't think we missed a beat here, man. And you'll, you'll see. You'll see in the episode why we didn't miss a beat. The guest was great. Before we get into the guests and before we get into the conversation, of course, I just want to tell you guys about No Halftime, the daily fantasy sports app. If you're not playing No Halftime yet, and I see you may say to yourself, well, I already play daily fantasy sports and I play, you know, such and such or blah, blah, blah. That's great. That's really great. I'm really happy for you. But if you're not playing No Halftime, you're really missing out on a, on a whole different aspect to daily fantasy sports. Like, I promise you, the other sites you're using or the other apps you're using are not like No Halftime. I'm talking about a platform that allows you to take your grievances, take your arguments, take your 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 uh, your, your your battles with other people in regards to players like Brady versus Rogers or uh, Golden Tate versus Willie Snead, like what, li- literally any arguments you want. This platform allows you to do one versus one challenges, right? So, say you feel really strongly about a certain player this week, and your your friend. Feels really strong about somebody else. This app allows you to, to put that challenge out there. Whether you want to do it for free, hey, if that's your style, that's fine. But you can put money on the line, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you're looking to do, just to prove a point. You know what I mean? Rub it in a little bit. Um, and you do these challenges, it tracks everything for you. It tracks the scoring. It tracks everything. So everything's there for you. You don't have to do any math. You don't have to do no 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 special breakdowns of anything. You don't have to hope that 15 different players hit and that. Every single prediction you had uh, with your fifty different lineups that some of them started hitting, no, literally, it's one versus one. Keep it simple, guys. That's how life is. Life is best kept simple. You know what I mean? So download No Halftime today. We give you a little bonus. You use the promo code Clock when you sign up. C L O C K at login. Well, actually, not a login on your first deposit. Well, no, it's at login, but when you first sign up. But when you give your first deposit you will get a 50% bonus up to $50, up to $50 of your deposit. Um, and it's like, you know, if, if you're already using it and you're already taking advantage of it and you're already having fun with it, you know how good it is. Get other people involved. It just makes it more fun The more people who are playing. You can actually create little leagues on there, like uh, little like groups, and keep track of it that way and kind of, you know, score yourselves that way, but it's it's really fun. There's a lot to get into. It's not just football. It's all other all kinds of other sports that it covers as well. So get in there, use the app. It's a lot of fun again. It's no halftime, a daily fantasy sports app. Use the promo code CLOCK. CLOCK we got you covered. As always, we got you covered. That's I wouldn't tell you about it. I wouldn't have them sponsor this podcast if I didn't believe it was a, it was a great product. If I didn't if I wasn't having fun myself with it. I wouldn't tell you about it. It's just not my style. So go on there if you're new to the podcast. Do it now. Just hit pause, that little pause button. No matter what podcast app you're using, you can hit the pause button. Do it now. Don't think. Don't wait till later because we're busy people, right? We're just busy. By nature, we forget about things. So get on there now. Do it. Take advantage of the offer because I can't tell you how long it's going to go for. I can't promise you. Um, sometimes the promo codes change. You get different kind of offers. It goes away at some point. I can't keep promising you. So. Take advantage of it now. Don't wait. Let's have some fun. Send some challenges out there. It's it's a lot of fun. It really is. Other than that, guys, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. Again, the guest is none other than Matt Kelly, playerprofiler.com, Roto Underworld podcast. Um, You you know him, right? If you play fantasy football, excuse me, if you play fantasy football, you know exactly who I'm talking about, right? I mean, if you don't, then you're probably not winning. You're probably losing some games. You're probably not not raking in the dough, (laughs) (laughs) at fantasy underscore mansion is his Twitter. I highly recommend you follow him in any of these things, whether it's the podcast, whether it's his Twitter, he's entertaining, right? So he brings that other dynamic. He's not just a smart guy. He's not just a guy who knows his shit. He's also a guy who's funny. Who who brings you know this this different character to everything, um, and so I, I if you do it you'll enjoy it. That's all I can tell you. And if you just listen to this conversation here and, and take away what you take away from it, and then go if you if you're not already listening to his stuff, and then go see if you want to do that. But great dude, really good guy, funny, and knows his stuff. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. No no reason to keep holding you out, right? You want to hear what we got to say. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. I will actually catch you guys on the other end of this conversation. I do want to talk to you again really quick before we close this thing out. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. I will see you guys on the other side. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. can do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Down, on Down, you are now locked in to the clock dodgers podcast
1: clock Dodgers
0: podcast. matt welcome to the clock dodgers podcast i've had a decent amount of guests on on this podcast but it's safe to say as far as as far as you and your style goes man there's not been anyone quite like you so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation and i'm glad you're joining me here today what's up? clock dodgers <laughs> yes sir how are you doing today man everything good
1: yeah, I'm good. You good?
0: I'm good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, Football. man.
1: Loving life. It's been a great week.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's week six NFL season here. Some game, games going on right now. A little bit of action happening. So,
1: No, last week was was. – I'm still glowing from last week. Yeah. Last week was a high that I – I'm still high off of last week, and it's been four days.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to actually start with you with because, um, you know, we're going to kind of jump around here from topics and and different things. But anyone who listens to your podcast or, you know, visits playerprofile.com, stuff like this, they know players that, you know, you've been on for a while here that, you know, you had a really good week last week. Um, (laughs) You know, guys like Aaron Jones, uh, McKinnon, uh, Devin Funches, guys like that. So I wanted to you know dig a little further and kind of expand on them a little bit if you don't mind.
1: I'm always ready to talk about Devin Funchess, Aaron Jones, Jarek McKinnon, and others.
0: It's, a, it's an interesting group. <laughs> so so let's start with Aaron Jones then. He, he's, you know, Packers rookie running back. Obviously, last week he played, you know, fantastic in, uh, with Tymont out and everything. But I feel like, you know, the big question that everyone keeps asking is, what about when Tymont returns, right? We don't know if it's going to happen this week or not. Uh, it's probably not likely, but he's practicing a little bit, so... You know, what, what What do you feel like with this whole situation? I mean, there's obviously enough for them both to eat in the offense, I would say. But do you feel good about both of them eating off that same plate? Or, you know, do you wait, you know, f- kind of side with one over the other at this point?
1: Yeah, the Packers have done this before with Eddie Lacy, James Starks. And you can go back to their history. And most teams want to go with some kind of committee. Ideally, they just don't have the personnel. The Packers didn't think they had the personnel until they found out, oh, we do have the personnel, Aaron Jones can be a featured running back for this team. He proved it last week, and he also proved it at UTEP. So he posted a 47% Dominator rating on playerprofiler.com. And to put that in context, that measures Aaron Jones' contribution to the overall offense. So he was accounting for 47% of the offense at UTEP, which is a giant number, 97th percentile. I mean, it's that's all you have to say. Right. So he looks like a combination of LaShawn McCoy, Duke Johnson. He has a an incredible list of comps at player profiler. When you look at his size, you look at his athleticism and his college production, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit. You can look at satellite backs like Giovanni Bernard that he he's comparable to, or you can look at players like Matt Forte that he's comparable to. So it's just... Great player after great player that this guy's comparable to. His comps are in stark contrast to like a Jamal Williams, who does not compare well to many good players in the NFL, at least players that had sustained production. So I think that Aaron Jones is here to stay. I think that the dream of Ty Montgomery being a top five running back this year in fantasy is over. It's finished. It was finished when he got hurt. (laughs) It was also finished when Aaron Jones performed so well. Now you can imagine... Ty is going to come back to a 60% opportunity share, down from 80%, and Aaron Jones is going to get the remainder of the carries and, and touches. Um, Ty Montgomery is not going to relinquish the passing game work. He's a former receiver. So you'll still see the Packers deploy Ty Montgomery in the hurry-up, Ty Montgomery in you know two-minute drill, all passing situations. But the between-the-tackles carries, drive-to-drive, they're going to rotate. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's exciting
0: too. It's exciting that they both had that kind of you know potential, like you're saying, within the offense. Now,
1: it's exciting for Packers fans. Yeah, it's exciting <laughs> for anyone like me that likes the aesthetic of a, a well orchestrated offense, a, a nice talent configuration, the right guys in the right roles. When you look at it conceptually, you'll love it. As a fantasy gamer, it's not great because Ty Montgomery owners don't have what they had two weeks ago, and they, they won't have it unless Aaron Jones gets hurt in Ty Montgomery. So that's a bummer for them. Luckily, fortunately, this is one of the few offenses, like the Saints, like the Patriots, that can sustain two very fantasy viable backs, where you can imagine Ty Montgomery as a low-end RB1 to finish the season. And Aaron Jones is a low B, low end RB two to finish the season. That's very plausible in that Packers offense, given how many possessions they have, the number of red zone carries, the number of total reps that these running backs will be afforded in that offense, makes them both fantasy viable.
0: And so, and so, to be kind of direct with it. Um... You're you're not looking to get rid of either one of these guys as long as obviously you're not getting you know hit with a crazy offer. You're 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 good. With no, both you're of
1: them. not going to be able to get Ty Montgomery right now because everyone just runs out to best case scenario. He'll be back this week. Be back to his old self. That's not going to happen. But that's how the market views Ty Montgomery. So he's not someone you can trade for, and I wouldn't trade him because it's hard to find running backs in great situations with nice talent profiles. So I'm holding Ty Montgomery, but I'm trying to get. Aaron Jones everywhere I can if I didn't already get him off the waiver wire based on this Time Montgomery news that he's practicing, I think that that's fake news. I think that he's practicing by going through the motions because in the NFL they don't really practice the way they practice in training camp. These aren't padded practices. It's not full contact. So you can go out there with broken ribs and run around. That's not the problem. So of course he's going to log a full practice. That's not News at all that that tells you absolutely nothing about his status. So check in on Saturday. He'll likely be doubtful again because he has broken ribs, and based on the advanced analytics looking at rib injuries, the probability is that he'll miss two to three games. The thing is, assuming he misses this week, they have a game in week seven, and then they have a bye week. So if you're the Packers. Why the hell would you play Ty Montgomery in the next two weeks? Just rest him, play Aaron Jones, continue to let Aaron Jones audition, and then bring back Ty Montgomery with healthy ribs in week nine. That would be the ideal scenario for the Packers. I think they might do that. I would do that. I put myself in the shoes of management, and if I'm in management, Green Bay, that's what I'm doing. And if that plays out that way, Aaron Jones gets New Orleans in week seven.
0: Ooh, Tempton. Very, very beautiful. That's 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 about as good as it gets. <laughs> if he plays like he played last week against New Orleans, that's that's a nice situation. It's very
1: possible. <laughs> Just I would not run out and make decisions based on the practice status for a guy with broken ribs right it, it, it's ir-
0: irrelevant right absolutely so okay so so going from a situation like that where you got these two guys who you do believe are viable one's healthy and everything is going to a situation like mckinnon who again it's a guy you've loved um you know he's, he's not a rookie obviously he's in a totally different situation as far as um, the offense and whatnot um last year you know we, people were high on him and they kind of you know, he disappointed. Let's just be honest. He kind of failed people in some, in some people's eyes. The, the um, whole offense failed right, last year. Right. That's
1: really what happened. The whole offense imploded because the offensive line was wrecked. I mean, I think every starter on the offensive line experienced missed games, and many of them were out for the year at one point. It was really sad what happened to their offensive line. Right. It, it, it torpedoed their season, really.
0: So, okay, so the circumstances have changed, and obviously that looks like it's really benefiting him for, for in a big way if we're going off of last week and thinking it's going to keep carrying over. Um, right. do, do you feel like it's for real, for real now with him? Like Do you, do you feel really good about him now, or do you feel like it's going to be kind of a roller coaster again?
1: Jarek McKinnon's not a traditional every-down player. He's not a bell cow back. That's not what he is. He's a satellite back plus, right? which is a guy like Duke Johnson – A guy that's thrust into a role that is beyond the traditional satellite back. So, not just a passing down back, but like we were talking about with Ty Montgomery, what Ty Montgomery's role will be when he comes back 60% opportunity share, getting all the passing down work, all the specialty um, looks, you know, with all the specialty packages, as well as, you know, splitting the between the tackles, carries, rotating series to series um, between the 20s. So that's what Ty Montgomery can look forward to when he returns. That's what Jarek McKinnon has now, where he gets to split the between-the-tackles work with Latavius Murray, but he gets to you know, enjoy the splash plays that Latavius Murray can't deliver on, and he's getting red zone work, too. So he's trusted in a way that Latavius Murray is not. It's it's not surprising that a team that knows what they have in Jarek McKinnon knows he's a reliable back, has has been a reliable back since he arrived. Shockingly reliable even as a rookie playing running back for the first time because he was a converted quarterback. That's what he was at Georgia Southern. So he comes to Minnesota and carves out a 50% opportunity share as a rookie in his first year playing the position. So he was impressing the coaches years ago. Didn't get a chance to do anything in his sophomore season with Adrian Peterson leading the league in rushing. And then last year, with the entire offense imploding, didn't get a chance to show. Now, for the first time, he's on an offense that has a competent offensive line where they're opening some some running lanes, and he has the explosiveness to take advantage and get the most out of those running lanes in a way that Latavius Murray cannot. The coaches know this, so you're going to see Jarek McKinnon getting fed and Jarek McKinnon using his athleticism to turn what could be a five-yard run into a 50-yard run. That's going to happen. You like Jarek McKinnon because of the splash plays, yet those aren't sustainable. He's not going to have a 50-yard run every week. He might have a bunch of 50-yard runs, like three in a row, and then not for the rest of the season. That's how these long runs are. So I like Jarek McKinnon, but I don't love that offense anymore without Sam Bradford. So they're not going to have the same volume there the same red zone carry volume that those backs in Green Bay would enjoy for example so I'm not as excited about Jarek McKinnon as I would be if Jarek McKinnon were on another team that had a more efficient offense now we have Diggs hurt with a groin injury that he experienced last year and and The track record on players playing through groin injuries is bad. Right, never good. So I'm not that excited about the offense right now, especially with Case Keenum at quarterback. We'll see what happens when Teddy Bridgewater comes back. I think there will be an uptick, but we don't know what Teddy Bridgewater is. Last time we saw Teddy Bridgewater, he lost a leg. So we really have no idea what Teddy Bridgewater is. So that there's, there's certainly some ambiguity around McKinnon. I'm not running out and saying this guy's an RB1 in fantasy. He's right. just not. That's right. not what he is. He's not built that way. I don't think that's him. I think what you can look forward to is Duke Johnson-level production, but getting more carries um, and just not quite as active in the passing game as Duke Johnson, but sort of similar output to what Duke Johnson's been giving you lately. I think you can look forward to something like that from Jarek McKinnon, which is good. Right. Which is good. It's a really high floor player, right? But again, doesn't have that top five upside that we were enjoying with Ty Montgomery before he got hurt. That's not what Jarek McKinnon is. You're not just going to replace what you had with Ty Montgomery in the first four weeks with Jarek McKinnon today. It's not quite that, but it's still exciting.
0: Yeah. So exciting. Definitely exciting. And so, so we got guys like Aaron Jones, we got McKinnon, we got these guys, you know, exciting situations. And then the last guy I wanted to hit on really quick with you before we go into other stuff is, is Funches. So, you know, the, the other guys were easy for me. I I, I bought into those and, and, you know, when guys like you talked about them and just seeing them, I, I bought into those. Funches was a guy that took me a little while for some reason. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but he just took me a little longer to, to you know, to come around on. Um, I'm just got to watch him play at this y- point. Yeah. He, looks like,
1: he looks like a stud out yeah. there. He looks like he belongs. He looks the part of an alpha dog wide receiver. I mean, I don't even watch the games. All I've seen <laughs> is some highlights. And you can tell. Like, he has the swagger factor that Kelvin Benjamin does not. Kelvin Benjamin's always sort of moping around, and he doesn't always look sure of himself. Devin Funches knows he's good, and you can tell that that is having an effect on Cam Newton. Cam Newton implicitly trusts Devin Funches in a way he does not trust Kelvin Benjamin, and that was expressed last year. One of the most, the most underreported statistics maybe in all of fantasy football this offseason was that quietly Devin Funches had a higher red zone target share in 2016 than Kelvin Benjamin did. So the transition, the changing of the guard was already happening. Now, Kelvin Benjamin is this number two option, this complementary option, which is where he belongs, right? right. We saw him as, as a featured option at Florida State and just assume because we saw the touchdown in the national championship game that that's who he was. That's not Kelvin Benjamin. He was out of his depth as a featured weapon, always super inefficient when given a huge target share. Devin Funches is different. Devin Funches was a better college producer at a younger age than Kelvin Benjamin. So, much more dominant player, more athletic, has much more burst. So, across the board, checked a lot more boxes coming out of college than Kelvin Benjamin did. And now he's only 23. Still three years younger than Kelvin yeah, Benjamin as well. That's crazy. De- Devin Funches is younger than Cooper Cup. Devin Funches is younger than Kenny Galladay. And it's no surprise that now the light is coming on in a big way for him. And so, he's sort of a, a, a souped up version of Devontae Adams, when Devontae Adams broke out as a sophomore, except that Devin Funchess is more skilled across the board.
0: Okay, so so with that being said, let me ask you two things then. One, when Olsen returns, are you concerned at all? Do you feel like that hurts him at all? Hurts Funches? I don't
1: think so, because the, the rapport he's building with Cam Newton is real, and that's not going to go away. Like I right. said, Cam Newton really trusts him in the red zone. Greg Olsen was never a big red zone threat. That wasn't Greg Olsen's game. I think that the offense continues to be efficient when Greg Olson comes back, an uptick in efficiency. But when you've established yourself as the number one guy, the alpha dog, you always eat. Right, right. It's the other guys that have to concede targets when another uh, option enters the passing game, another quality option. So my guess is that the return of Greg Olson will cannibalize targets more from Kelvin Benjamin than it would Devin Funches. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's going to take weeks for fantasy gamers to really get their head around this idea that Devin Funches is this, you know, star in the making wide receiver just because they've been treated to two years of inefficient football from him. And even before that, many tape grinders really didn't like Devin Funches. They didn't like that he wasn't strong enough at the catch point based on the college film, right? <laughs> so th- that that odor is still lingering around Kelvin uh, Devin Funchess. <laughs> it should have been lingering around Kelvin Benjamin, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's been lingering around Devin Funchess for a long time. It, it's not going to be until week 11, 12, that the majority of fantasy gamers finally turn to each other and go, oh, this Devin Funchess guy's a hell of a player. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that for sure. And, and as far as KB goes, I mean, I, obviously you don't think he's as good as Funches. You think he's a lot worse. Do you think him becoming a number well, two at yeah, some point it's, helps I mean, him?
1: It's over, right? It's, I mean, the, 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 it's it's. I think this is a solved equation with Kelvin Benjamin. He's already 26 years old, so he's not going to be learning any new tricks. Right. I mean, this isn't a Kevin Hogan situation with Kelvin Benjamin, right? Kelvin Benjamin was bequeathed huge opportunity his first day in the league, right? And they've been trying to get him going and get him to become a number one option in the NFL, a traditional prototypical outside X receiver. And he just hasn't developed into that. And at this point, he won't. Gotcha.
0: I gotcha. So let me ask you something. You, you said something to me that I feel like is kind of important. You, you said how it's going to take a while for people who play fantasy football to come around to Funches as far as understanding what his true place is. Um,
1: right. Yeah. The damage that the film grinders do on the reputation of some of these players – by calling them soft at the catch point, sloppy route runners, which was the criticism laid at the feet of Devontae Parker. That does real damage. It mm-hmm. really throttles their perception in the community and allows you to you take advantage in trade by waiting for them to start to break out and show signs of life mm-hmm. before you have to trade for them. You don't have to time the market perfectly. You can wait for these guys to start showing you something, to start for Devontae Parker to start out-targeting and, and, and out-producing overall in fantasy football, Jarvis Landry, before you consider trading for him, and you can do the same thing with Devin Funches, wait until he starts to out-produce Kelvin Benjamin on a regular basis, and you, there's still a window of a few weeks there where you can still trade for him at a reasonable price.
0: Yeah, so so let me ask you this, and I, I talk about it on the show weekly where um, I feel like you know how how, it's really important to be ahead of what's, you know, I guess cool or what's mainstreamly accepted. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, this is in life in general, but also just in, when you're pertaining to fantasy football, you know, when it comes to waivers or, or trading for guys or, you know, setting your lineup, it seems like, you know, a lot of people playing fantasy don't want to do anything unless it's totally been accepted, right? What, what is the deal with that? What do you think that, that... They
1: want the brand recognition. They want the guys that have the brands. So you, you're you brand chasing. So the thing you do in fantasy football is you offer brands that you might have for lesser brands. And and then you can capitalize. That's the best way to go. The great, the best thing is when you have a brand name quarterback, right? And we right. know that quarterbacks, you know, carry less weight in fantasy football value wise. But that's not a people. It's hard to process when someone loses their quarterback or their quarterback's underperforming. Someone out there has Ben Roethlisberger. You start to panic, right? And if you have a quarterback with a brand recognition, you know, a brand name quarterback who's playing very well. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, you can offer that player, and you can go and say, "Well, you know, I'd like you. Maybe if you could throw in uh, Devin Funches into this trade as well, you know, that would be great. Maybe uh, Aaron Jones, because Ty Montgomery's coming back, so maybe if you can give me Aaron Jones and give me, you know, Devin Funches, right? Right, <laughs> And then, you say, and then I'll, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you Drew Brees, and I'll throw in, you know, random receiver X." Who you know is pretty much doomed for the rest of the season, like Eric Decker, someone right. like that, with some residual brand equity. And then all of a sudden, you're coasting in week eleven and twelve, and you're like, "How did you get all these players?" And like, oh, someone traded them all to me that <laughs> yeah. had them, and like they didn't know what they had or they didn't appreciate. It. They were see what they were trying to do is that the thing that you can get people on is there's always a rush to capitalize right on your good fortune, right and and Sell high, so you find the guys that think they're selling high, think they're cashing their chips in because they hit on the waiver wire lottery, right? Right? And you're like, Yes, please, let's you should cash your chips in, yes, absolutely. I'll you've been waiting for this opportunity to get Drew Brees or get Tom Brady, now's your chance to trade <laughs> for him. I, I, I'll take those guys, I'll take your lottery ticket. The, the, Please, Such a let's do him. this. Yes, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's do it. All right, nice, deal. Okay,
0: it's good stuff.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of a guy that has some some brand equity that that that's where he's leaking, uh, but you can still maybe like for example, Jay Ajayi, where he still has that second round draft capital allure, mm-hmm. even though it's clear he's not going to produce you know, second round pick level fantasy points. Right. So he's going to, he's going to underperform his ADP this year. That's a dead certainty. So you might, and that's why, so you can do sell low and buy high, which is super counterintuitive. And it's against, you know, the, the, some of the fundamental tenets of fantasy football, but it absolutely is a way to crush your league mates by doing this to them, to give them the, this like flaming bag of, of feces that is Jay Ajayi, and just and, and all they remember is the Brandek with his second round pick. You know all the two hundred yard games from last year, which we talked about earlier, is unsustainable. Certainly in this climate, and now they don't even have an offensive line coach. So it's a big surprise. Their offensive line wasn't blocking well. with The offensive line coach was in the office doing coke. That's a shocker.
0: <laughs> that's a
1: very Miami story. <laughs> of course, that, that's how things play out in Miami. So no surprise. All the, So that's what you do. You just take a guy that someone eager to buy low on, and you put him out there, and then you buy high on their guys.
0: Does, does Amari Cooper fall into that for you?
1: Well, Amari Cooper is a stay away. So I think the the market should be frozen on Amari Cooper because I would not sell him here because his prospect profile is too good. He's been too successful in his first two seasons to just walk away. Right. Only a handful of wide receivers in the NFL have ever been as successful as Amari Cooper, ever been as productive in their first two seasons. Rarified air is where Amari Cooper existed coming into this season in terms of uber prospects, in terms of phenoms, in terms of just uh, precocious talents going all the way back to his freshman year at Alabama where he put up double-digit touchdowns. So this guy has been good at football his whole life. Something is wrong.
0: Right. Something Something is is
1: wrong, and I don't know what it is. The numbers are telling me two very conflicting things. They're saying this guy is one of the best receivers of all time over here when I zoom out, and then when I zoom in, I'm seeing that he's worse than Greg Little this year. <laughs> right. So he's Brown's Greg Little this year. So those two things, are there, there's too much conflict there. So it, it, the analysis and the data on Amari Cooper is so incongruent that... It it basically locks up the system, it shuts the computer down, okay. And when you see that happening, you just have to just not do anything. You have to freeze. Just step away if you from him. Own <laughs> him, hold him, but don't go trade for him either, okay? Just wait. You just have to wait for new information. We need new information, man. We don't have enough information. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is, but I know what I don't know. Right. So there's a known unknown with Amari Cooper. And if you go out and you trade for him, that's Cavalier. You think that you know more than the next guy. You don't. Right. You don't know what's going on with Amari Cooper. And if you go out there and trade for him, you're just pretending that you know and you really don't know. So I admit when I don't know about Amari Cooper, and I don't know. Someone says, oh, well, is Amari Cooper going to you know, have a rebound in the second half? Is it just a difficult schedule in the first half? And my answer is maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe a maybe Cooper. That's his nickname right now. A maybe Cooper. <laughs> That's what he like is. That. Wide receiver, Oakland Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders, a maybe Cooper.
0: That's fair. He's in limbo, folks. He's in limbo. Just
1: hold off. Yeah, he's in this limbo purgatory. You just can't touch him. He, he literally is. A, he's in like a he's in one of these like vacuum sealed chambers we're just not sure if he has a disease right he might have like the disease that kill that wipes out the human race he might have this deadly virus so we just cannot touch him we can't let anyone near him he
0: might have the virus or he could have the cure
1: I don't know what he he doesn't have there's certainly no cure the Mari, he cures nothing the only thing Amari Cooper can cure you of are fantasy football wins he'll cure that real quick <laughs>
0: All right. So we'll move on from Mario Cooper. It's not looking good right now. We'll have to just hold off. So what yeah, I want to do check is back,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, check, check back, back in on Mario Cooper. Let's check in. Just just be like a scientist, man. Just treat Mario Cooper like you're a scientist, like you're just probing. and You have no idea what this is. This is a scientific oddity. So just check that box score this Sunday with the Raiders, just like you're a scientist, like you're trying to figure that, figure out a puzzle. And we'll just keep checking, keep plugging yeah. away. Yeah. All right. So let, let's do some out doctors
0: ranking really quick. I like to just, I'm going to throw a couple of categories. I'm going to just do like three of these where I'm going to give you three things, three choices, and you just rank them first, second, and third, you know, first being your favorite of the group and third being last, of course. Um, so uh, wide receivers, these are wide receivers uh, in order okay. that you like from first to last um, and PPR fantasy production for the rest of the season. Okay. So, okay. So the three guys are Snead, Willie Snead. Mm-hmm. Fuller and Doxson.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That's pretty easy. Fuller, then Snead, then Dachshund.
0: Fuller, Snead, Doxson. Okay, I see that. I like that. Doxson because of the injuries is the biggest concern, right?
1: I mean, Dachshund's being outproduced by Ryan Grant. I mean, on our weekly rankings, we have Ryan Grant ahead of Josh Dachshund just because he's getting targets and Josh Doxson's not. I want Josh Doxson to be a thing badly. When Josh Doxson had that spectacular Randy Moss-like touchdown catch, I was hoping that was a signal of things to come. And then Terrell Pryor went out and dominated the target share. And and that that hope evaporated that he would take over the, the Terrell Pryor role. He's not going to take over the Jamison Crowder role. And as of now, because Ryan Grant is a far superior blocker and the coaches trust him more than they trust Doxson, he can't take over even Ryan Grant's role. So he's the situational asset that can offer you a big splash play once a game, and that's it. That's not a guy you buy right. for the season. You can stash him in Dynasty, but even in Dynasty, I'm not that excited about it. I want to see more. I needed to see more up until this point. We've already a quarter of the way through the season for Doxson and still we have one catch that we can point to and say that's impressive. Willie Sneed's interesting. Because Ted Ginn hasn't played well, and he's on the Saints. So we give him the benefit of the doubt as a 1,000-yard receiver last year that he's getting his life back together and that they're going to come out this week and, and get him involved. So we, we hope that that happens. But with Fuller, he's very involved. He's the second option, and he's a big play threat. And when the ball's in the air, Will Fuller converts, and you love that and you love that Deshaun Watson's looking his way a lot. Absolutely. And it just you feel like when the ball is in the air and it, and Will Fuller is the target that he's going to come down with it and he's young. And what he's doing in terms of touchdown percentage, touchdown conversion percentage on a per target basis, I mean, that's not sustainable, but it's hella impressive. Right. And he's doing a hell of a lot more than Willie Sneed and Josh Doxson have this season. Yeah, that's always, so. a,
0: that's always a takeaway when we, when we have these uh, these things happening where we say they're not sustainable, but the fact that it's happening is, is, a, is a sign in itself. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> it's not like we're, we're not running out and making Will Fuller a top 10 option every week. That's not going to happen, not with DeAndre Hopkins there, and not with a rookie quarterback because Deshaun Watson is still a rookie quarterback. There's going to be weeks where Will Fuller has one catch for 15 yards. Right. Those lines are going to happen. Absolutely. But he's also going to continue to have some big boom weeks. So he's going to put him in the same class as Deshaun Watson. I mean, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. There's a lot of of Deshauns on my mind right now. (laughs) But put him in the same class as the Deshaun Jackson right now where you know you're going to get some boom weeks and you enjoy them and you just hope that you've played him, that he's active in those weeks
0: absolutely. All right, cool. That makes sense. So let's, let's go away from DeShaun's for a second. Running backs, similar situation. Running backs in order, you know PPR again, fancy production rest of the season, Andre Ellington, Marlon Mack, and Elijah
1: Maguire. Well, I think Ellington for the rest of the season for sure. I mm-hmm. like McGuire this week assuming below Powell doesn't play. That's exciting. I think Elijah Maguire is an RB one in fantasy this week. I think you can lock that in, write that down. It'd be exciting he's to Powell in well and... running back against new England as the featured guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be, but assuming below Powell returns and Matt Forte returns, then he goes back to, you know, a secondary role in the offense. I think that he's going to earn more carries like just like Aaron Jones, but I don't think he's going to be a featured guy. I think it'll still, they'll still fall back on, the guys they know and trust mm-hmm. like a blow Powell and a Matt Forte. But Andre Ellington is that guy already. Andre Ellington's been there a while. They know what he is. They know what they have in Andre Ellington. And he's a great satellite back. He's a heavily used satellite back because they pass the ball so damn much. They want their league bottom in run plays and they're top of the league in pass plays. That's what you know, the number one pass to run ratio gives you. I right. just laid it out in the long most elongated way possible. But if you're the satellite back on a team that has essentially decided they're only going to throw the ball, then you're going to be super productive. And sure enough, there's Andre Ellington, double digit targets, game after game. Does it change with Adrian Peterson? Do they change their philosophy? I doubt it. My guess is that Andre Adrian Peterson doesn't have any more juice than Chris Johnson did at this point in their respective careers. Right. And the Cardinals' offensive line is horrific. It was horrific last year. David Johnson, it, his greatness is only now being fully appreciated because their offensive line wasn't good last year. But yeah, he, got it done. he produced in spite of a, a lack of running lanes. Adrian Peterson can't do that. So I think they're going to fall back on the pass-first approach knowing that's the only way they can score. And that means Andre Ellington's in the game, and he's going to continue to post huge numbers. I mean, I have him a little bit higher, actually, than Duke Johnson for the remainder of the season, just because I think that Andre Ellington is going to be one of the most consistently used running backs in the passing game in the NFL. I have him right there with Christian McCaffrey, Duke Johnson, and Alvin Kamara. I have them all bunched up right around slot 20 rest of season. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense. And it's funny because they were trying him out. If I, if I recall correctly, they were trying him out wide receiver, weren't they, in the offseason? So it's funny that, you know, right. It, it's Johnson weird because he then,
1: was thought to be their featured running back three years ago. He flamed out as a featured option at the running back position because he just wasn't big enough to absorb the, the workload. And that's fine. And then they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't need him with David Johnson because David Johnson's an all purpose guy. David Johnson with his all-terrain skill set. He's even better in the passing game than Andre Ellington, so Andre Ellington wasn't needed. But now Andre Ellington is very needed. I sort of miss that. When David Johnson went out, I should have thought, wow, this is an amazing opportunity for Andre Ellington to reestablish himself as a featured weapon in the passing game. That Those neurons didn't fire, right. and I'm disappointed in myself that they didn't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I can I can see that, but yeah, high Obviously, it's easy to you know to say that.
1: Why well, uh, th- they such a pass heavy team that I should have been able to connect the connect the dots. It was yeah. a mistake.
0: I got lucky at dynasty Daniel. I know it a mistake i got lucky at dynasty league i picked them up like you know a deep bench and dynasty just because they were trying to run a wide receiver i was like yeah what the hell and then hey it's working out right now obviously till dj gets back (laughs) all right the last one i want to rank here is these things are entertaining to me so you know i'm hoping they're entertaining to you as well um rank rank these things uh in enjoyment of when you read them okay so we got tweets that say that, that say you were wrong after the week's over we have bad podcast reviews and then mm-hmm. we have books, long-ass books, that you could just watch the movie instead. So rank those, and you're from favorite to not favorite.
1: Favorite to not favorite. Well, I love books. So books is number one, easily. Um, on my podcast, the Roto Underworld Radio podcast, check it out on iTunes, Roto Underworld Radio. We actually refer to a lot of books. I have a lot of books on psychology and and, and behavioral economics,
0: what about movie it's books? Super
1: though? insightful when it comes to uh, fantasy football. You can glean a lot. Like remember, I talked. In, if you're if if you listen to the show mm-hmm. over the summer, talked about this concept called vividness bias, mm-hmm. where the splash plays really have this searing effect on your memory, and they really influence your perception of that player. Even if, like the Josh Doxson situation, right. where some of us were were were. Running out to best case scenario on and based on that one splash play. Well, that was vividness bias, where we don't have the same uh, sort of visceral response to watching Ryan Grant catch a touchdown. Right, which right. <laughs> is a very different
0: situation.
1: <laughs> well, there was a book by uh, uh, Michael Lewis who wrote *Moneyball*. Um, called The Undoing Project, where it really broke down this notion of vividness bias. So some of those things can be applicable to fantasy football, so that's great. In terms of movies, I love movies too. So sometimes when a book becomes a movie, I like the movie even better than the book. That mm-hmm. happens very rarely, though. Oftentimes I like the, I like the book better. Interesting. But in the case of Lord of the Rings, for example, Lord of the Rings was as good as the books. I mean, that was a tie. I mean, I love the books, read the books multiple times, but the movies were unbelievable. Yeah, it mean, is just very, like when, you know, in, in when uh, Gandalf is leading the army and they're, they're coming up over the ridge and then the sun is rising and they think that they're in Helm's Deep and they think they're all going to die. And then the, the cavalry comes with Gandalf and, the, and they're just they're coming over the over the ridge. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Right. The, the visual effects of them are unbelievable. So that's, I mean, in terms of, I think you have books and the book and the movie, a kind of meeting and being just as good as the other. And that's, that's one amazing example. Incredible. In terms of the tweets, I would much rather read a negative review because a lot of the negative reviews of our show actually make you want to listen to the show. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's amazing. Like they'll try to call me names or they'll try to, someone will explain a segment that we did. That I thought was an awesome segment. And then they'll explain it and they'll describe it. And I'll be like, that's that, yes, that well describes our segment. That's exactly what the segment was. And it was incredible. And you just did a great job explaining it. (laughs) Then they just, they wrap it up by saying, and this is why I don't listen to the podcast. And I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, what? You just said, (laughs) oh, is it because it wasn't football related? Oh, because we strayed off into, you know, we talked about music or we talked about something else. Okay. Well, you don't like that. Then, you know, this show is probably not for you. You know, go ahead and shuffle off, buddy, to the other. If you want to go to a fantasy football <laughs> podcast, that just does all the starts and sits for the week. Go ahead, and it's fine. There's plenty of those out there. The tweets, yeah, the tweets sometimes are annoying because the hindsight bias tweets where the followers just lie in wait. They lie in wait in the weeds. Not even the weeds, like bamboo. They're, that's how tall it is. They're lying in, the, they're in wait in the bamboo. It's like a Vietnam situation. Yep. And they're just waiting and waiting and waiting for one of the players I didn't like to play well or a player I like to not play well. And then they just jump out after the result is already in. They play the result on me and call me an idiot. And I keep saying, that doesn't count. It doesn't (laughs) count if you bring it up after the result. If you brought it up before the result and said, here's why I think you're wrong and this is how it's going to play out differently, that's fine, but no one's doing that. You're cowards playing the result from behind the bamboo shoots.
0: Couldn't agree more. I love it, man. It's bad, and you must get a lot more than the average, you know, the average person.
1: I have a lot. I mean, yeah. I don't have that many followers. <laughs> I only have like fourteen thousand followers, but my buzzard to follower ratio is very high. It's a very high ratio of people because they just they they want to see the guy with the swagger humbled, right? Like they aren't happy in their lives. And they see that I'm clearly having a good time on my podcast and on Twitter. And, and they are just not having it. They're just, they ha- want they're just hate- to see this person humbled, right? It, th- there's too much conviction there. And it's frustrating to see this guy with all this conviction continue to be right. So I need to pounce the moment he's wrong and make sure he's humbled because no one need- no one should be allowed to just live life in this. You know, spectacular way, just swaggering through life. That's that's not allowed. Okay. You need to be a, as unhappy as I am. That's what's at the core of those pe- fucking people.
0: You can't just be out here flourishing, Matt. You just can't do it, man. No. You can't do that. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> You're dragging me down, but I won't let them. No, nope. I won't let them. Don't, I Matt. will not let them. I have buzzard repellent and have all these strategies and lots of, of amazing followers and listeners that. We, we, it was a constant battle, but we're absolutely winning. We're winning this war.
0: Yes, indeed, you are. All right, great, man. That's it for the ranking So the last thing I want to do with you here is kind. Of, this is like the staple of the show. This is foul or no foul. So,
1: oh, this is a staple. This
0: is a staple. So like, no matter how many different segments happen, this is always there. Okay. All right. Okay. So let me explain it really fast. So for anyone who's new, who's listening, for you and anybody, I'm going to throw statements at you, and the statements either you agree with them or you disagree with them. Um, if you agree with it. Then it's no foul. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good call. If there is something wrong with it, it's a foul. It's like a flag on the play, however you want to call it. So it's foul or no foul. You got it? Good? Okay. All right, okay. cool. Okay. All right, good. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the first one we have here is, the first statement is, Adrian Peterson is a waste of a waiver move, foul or no foul.
1: my whistle it's not a waste of a waiver mo- are you kidding me he's a starting running back you have to pick up starting running backs when they're available we don't know whether their philosophy is going to change how much they're going to be you know recommitting to the run with adrian peterson right you need to pick him up so you can find out that's fair that's fair all right so good so no foul i don't that think one. i'm not ex- i still think andre ellington will outproduce him the remainder of the yeah. season because that's how they have to score points in the passing game. And that's where Andre Ellington is going to be just as active as he was with Chris Johnson on in the, on the team. But that said you don't win in fantasy football by allowing your competitors to hog all the new starting running backs that pop up throughout the season. That's not how you win. Right, you need to be making plays for those guys and stop thinking, you know, everything. If he's a starter, I'm trying to pick him up. I went out and picked up Chris Johnson in a bunch of leagues. Why? Because you never know. Right. There's always a chance. You want to know why I don't know? You want to know why I don't know? Because I remember Tim Hightower winning people leagues. Tim fucking Hightower, (laughs) who wasn't athletic as a 21-year-old man, takes three years off and at 30 years old, coming out of complete oblivion, wins championships in fantasy football. I remember Tim Hightower. And because I remember Tim Hightower, I'm picking up Chris Johnson and then I'm picking up Adrian Peterson and I'll pick up the next journeyman that falls into a starting role in the NFL, book it.
0: Is it, is it fair to say, Matt, that if they take away anything from this conversation is that if Tim Hightower can do it, anybody can do it?
1: Yeah, it, it, anything is possible. I always say this, anything is possible. We have probabilities right it's improbable that you know Deshaun Watson is going to be the best rookie quarterback of all time despite the fact that he can't throw the ball faster than any other quarterback that's starting he has a weaker arm than even Tyrod Taylor the fact it's possible it's he was successful at Clemson had a high QBR at Clemson it's possible it's just not likely if you're playing the probabilities right right you're hitting on green on the roulette wheel when a guy like that performs like that. But that's fine. That's fine. Sometimes you take the upside is there with a guy that's starting running back on an NFL team. We'll see. We'll see. The guy that we're most excited about is Mark Ingram. It's not Alvin Kamara. Right. Because Mark Ingram is going to move into a 60% opportunity share. He'll break his career record for carries if he stays healthy, and he should have a career year in fantasy football and be a top-10 running back the rest of the way because he's on an offense that fuels fantasy points. I mean, they just, that, they, they just go up and down the field, and the team is fueled by fantasy points. There's just an exhaust of fantasy points that just shoots out of that New Orleans offense. And if you're a featured option in that offense between the 20s In the red zone, in the passing game, all those areas, Mark Ingram wins. So you need to get Mark Ingram. I mean, you need to trade for him now, while there's still this ambiguity about his role and this sort of uh, this idea, this speculation that Alvin Kamara could be in for a workhorse role. That they're going to they they traded Adrian Peterson because they trust Alvin Kamara now, and they're going to make him a featured guy. That's not. That's not. That's not how it works.
0: Right. Yeah. Mark Ingram always seems like a guy that people. You know. You can always obtain. You've Gotta Mark get Mark Ingram. Ingram right you can thing. always get you him though, get him, right? right?
1: People you don't. Get
0: him. People don't fall in love with Mark Ingram for
1: some reason. He's you always a, get Mark Ingram for
0: sure. You got to you to
1: stop chasing the guys based on brand equity. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to stop chasing the guys that you know are. It's just the the, the new new thing. The new new thing is not going to outproduce. Mark Ingram in fantasy football this year.
0: Agree, Not going to happen. I agree, man. I agree. The next statement. All right. Well, first off, the Wall Street Journal says that Roger Goodell's wife was, you know, she was caught with this fake Twitter account, man. Um, and you know, she was using it to defend the NFL commissioner. Uh, it seemed like when people like in the media and stuff said stuff to, about him, she would use this fake Twitter account um, to kind of defend him. So the statement is that Mrs. Goodell did the right thing by pulling a Kevin Durant in order to defend her husband. Matt, foul or no foul?
1: Sure, man. I wish my wife was that active defending me. (laughs) She could give a shit about what these buzzards say about me on social media. She's like, she's cheering them on. She's like, that's right. He is full of shit. That's right. He is arrogant. That's right. You people nailed it. No, no, that's not right. No, what are you doing? No, you're just encouraging these people. Defend me. I wish that she would do that. Craig goes to account, account and defend me. That'd be amazing. I'd fall in love with her all over again. It <laughs> have some amazing sex after I saw that account pop <laughs> up.
0: The fake Twitter account thing is a real thing, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You got to defend yourself some way, right?
1: Props to her, man. Props to her. <laughs> great wife.
0: The next statement, um, uh, we're talking about a guy you, you kind of mentioned a little bit here. Deshaun Watson oh, can maintain oh. a strong enough pace... To statistically remain a top five fantasy quarterback. Finally <laughs> Come no on five.
1: now. Come on now. Come on,
0: Matt. <laughs> the whistle. The whistle is back.
1: Of course not, man. <laughs> of course not. Three games. Two of them against the two worst secondaries, giving up the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in fantasy football. And then a garbage time-fueled explosion a fireworks display in the, in the sky Against the Kansas City Chiefs, please. Child, please.
0: Child, please. I ain't even giving no, it no time. All right. All right. That's fine. These are both He's a rookie statements. quarterback,
1: man. He's a rookie quarterback. No. All right. Stop this. I hear you, Matt. I hear you. He's a top five option? Listen. What?
0: I'm going to make a fake no, he Twitter won't account. Be
1: better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz will finish the season ahead of Deshaun Watson. You can book that because Carson Wentz has the volume, Carson Wentz has more seasoning. And he has the volume. He's on a pass-first offense, and it, it, they're prolific. So that's why I think Carson Wentz will outproduce Deshaun Watson. I think that's not a common take, but I think he absolutely will the rest of the way. And
0: if you tweet that, I will create a fake account and defend Deshaun Watson. I'm just well, no, know.
1: but Carson Wentz is playing really well. <laughs>
0: now you're right. You're Carson,
1: right. I'm not even picking a guy nah, that's not playing not. well. I'm picking right. a guy that's, that's playing great. He's just not getting the same accolades he's he's not, not getting the attention he's not the high profile producer right now that Deshaun Watson is but you could argue that he's been playing just as well and in fantasy football you want volume that's the most important thing Deshaun Watson has been efficient in a way that's unsustainable volume is sustainable because volume is all about philosophy it's about the fundamentals of the team and the structure and the philosophy and their approach That doesn't change. Efficiency can oscillate wildly week to week. Mm -hmm. Efficiency is very difficult to sustain, but I can promise you Carson Palmer, I can promise you Carson Wentz, all the Carsons, right? (laughs) They will be throwing a lot this season. Trust me. Carsons over the Deshauns, man. Not Carson Palmer, I mean, no way. Come okay. On. Not okay. Carson Palmer. I mean, I mean that inefficiency is real. That inefficiency won't suddenly, you know, positively revert. No, Carson Palmer's washed. I'm talking about players that are clearly not washed. Right? I think Carson I think Carson Wentz, I think Matt Ryan are players that Deshaun Watson has dominated so far this season, but I don't think that'll continue. I think that that's going to revert. I think Cam Newton Russell Wilson, I think they'll all outproduce Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson certainly looks like a top 10 option. I think he does. Yeah, I mean, hey, quarterback's been crazy. Alex Smith right now. I mean, come Alex on. Alex Smith. There's no reason to think Alex Smith won't continue exactly. to outproduce Deshaun Watson. I mean, Alex Smith is the truth, man. <sighs> Alex Smith is having a Matt Ryan-esque season. Matt Ryan's 2016 season, that baton was passed to Alex Smith for 2017. I don't think anybody's seen it coming. Nobody, of course not. It's incredible. All right, the next no, one. You didn't have a brand equity, man. That's the thing. You go to <laughs> the guy. True. Remember the trade we talked that about? That is true. Well, in that trade, right? You would you would ask for Alex Smith in return, and you would give up Breeze. Yeah, you would say right? just him and in Alex you would Smith. ask for Alex Smith and 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 Devin Funchess and Aaron Jones in return.
0: Just throw them in, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I'll them. yeah, I'll <laughs> give you, you know, I'll give you Jonathan Stewart, and I'll give you. Eric Decker, and I'll give you Drew Brees, and you give me just Alex Smith, Devin Funches, and Aaron Jones, and that's a fair trade. Absolutely. Just, just give me those guys. All right. It sounds like a fair deal, right? It does. It sounds right? fair to me. Right? Sounds, sounds fair, fair right? 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 Everything right? right? All my me. guys are, are well known quantities, and all these guys that I'm, that I'm asking for are, are, you know, they're garbage. You know, just give me your garbage. I'll take <laughs> your trash out.
0: Oh, man. All right, the next one. All right, so first of all, many people probably have seen the uh, the uh, the Josh Gordon little interview documentary type thing by Uninterrupted. Sure, sure. Um, It looked it, he looked good, right? I mean, so I'm a fan of Josh Gordon as far as the person. I hope he hope it all you know is, is yeah, true and going well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you pull for guys like that. Yeah.
0: So now the qu- the statement is though, let's just say he does get reinstated. No, no, no? we're gonna stop
1: there. I mean, I've seen a lot, <laughs> right? I've seen Tim Hightower.
0: But you but just this, said that anybody this, can this, do this, it. This
1: this that? this
0: this that, uh, you said you know, anything's this requires possible.
1: requires a suspension of disbelief that I just can't <laughs> I can't make it there. I can well the nice thing is in football is really if you have the raw athleticism and you have the the instincts, the, the instinctual feel for the game, like that all comes back to you. And that, that but my problem is if you're out there and you're in these dalliances with chemicals <laughs> right for example, like when I get, you know, if I'm, if I'm drinking, right, and I get home and I've been drinking a lot, you know, I'm not in my right mind and I'm hungry. I mean, those, the, 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 brain, the receptors in the brain, they want pleasure when you get into those things. That means you fire up the microwave and all of a sudden you're microwaving a pizza at two o'clock in the morning. That's what Josh Gordon has been doing for three years. He's been eating microwave pizza, <laughs> right? And he hasn't been running routes. So this is my problem, okay? It's a larger problem. It's not that the, the, the fact that he has this on his on his resume doesn't preclude me from drafting him. Like, for example, I, I've drafted Martavis Bryant in right. leagues this year, right? But it's the length of the absence that really makes me question whether or not he can be relevant. At the wide receiver position, at the running back position, it's even more all about raw ability and instinctualness. You could make a case for a running back being gone that long and then making a comeback, a la Tim Hightower. So we've seen it. (laughs) Right. I haven't seen it with a with a receiver. I mean, I have to see it. So at least at least show it to me once before, you know, without a lot forcing me to go into a complete blind faith scenario. Right. So I probably won't be burning a roster spot on Josh Gordon. There are just other receivers I really like. So for example, a guy I would much rather have on my deep taxi squad, right, would be a wide receiver like Austin Carr. Okay? Because you start to play it out in your head. What's going to happen with Austin Carr? Well, Austin Carr might be only a year away from being a top 24 wide receiver in the league. It's very plausible that Austin Carr becomes the number two option next year for the Saints. Clearly, there's issues with Willie Sneed off the field, right? This, this is true. The team yeah. is down on Willie Sneed. They banished him. To the second team offense throughout the preseason, and no one understood what the hell was going on. And then he was suspended. And then there's this aha moment. Ted Ginn has been one of the epic busts for in free agency and in fantasy football. And so there's this glaring need on the New Orleans Saints at the number two wide receiver position. And it's all about a player like Austin Carr, 46% dominator rating at Northwestern. That's a pack, you know, that's a that's a big 12, not big 12. Well, there's 12 teams. But it's called the Big Ten still. It's very confusing (laughs) for me. The Pac-10 became the Pac-12. And then the Big Ten is still the Big Ten, right? Because there's also a Big 12. (laughs) And I think there's not even 12 teams in the Big 12. But there's actually more than 10 teams in the Big Ten. Very confusing. So he's in in a major conference program anyway. And a 47% dominator rating is a giant number to be accounting for almost 50% of the team's passing yards and passing touchdowns. And then he has what you love in a slot receiver, the 1077 93rd percentile agility score. So he has that Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, Kendall Wright skill set. But he was even more dominant at the college level than even those guys. And you put him on that Saints team that really needs a slot guy, really needs an underneath player, a la let's say you know Lance Moore plus, right? Right. So I think he's Lance Moore plus next year. So if you're looking for guys that are available in most dynasty leagues that you can just slot into a taxi squad slot, I'm much more hopeful for Austin Carr just based on his college resume and his current situation, which is a lot better than it seems on the surface. Because he's on the Saints.
0: I gotcha. So dig a little deeper. Josh Gordon, the obvious, you know.
1: Yeah, Josh Gordon is just, you, you know, he, he's just, the, again, it's the name brand guy. Yeah. Right? But, that I mean, it's so tarnished at this point. I don't think he's the same player. I don't think he'll ever be the same player again because of all those microwave pizzas. Yeah.
0: With all that being said, we're rooting for him. Hopefully. Hopefully. You of course know. we're rooting for him. Tim Hightower can do it. Tim Hightower can do it, Matt.
1: Yeah, it's different. <laughs>
0: the last statement I want to throw at you really quick because this is obviously gonna be on a lot of people's mind. While Zeke is suspended, if if it happens, McFadden can be counted on for consistent fantasy production. Foul or no foul. Foul. <laughs> Straight up Best foul. kept
1: secret in the NFL right now. The Dallas Cowboys offensive line stinks. As much of a turnaround as we've seen with the Minnesota Vikings offensive line, well, the opposite is true in Dallas. Where, it's funny, I actually had this hypothetical last year. What if Jarek McKinnon and Ezekiel Elliott switch places, and Jarek McKinnon got to run behind that Dallas offensive line? How would he look? Right. That was the hypothetical. Well, it's actually happening. Yeah. Except instead of exchanging running backs, they exchange offensive lines. Because so the crazy. Dallas Cowboys are in the bottom 10 in both protection rate on playerprofiler.com, which is percentage of passes with this a hurry on the quarterback. Also, run-blocking efficiency in the bottom 10. So you put a running back with no juice, whether it's McFadden or Morris, behind an offensive line that can't open wide running lanes, and neither player is particularly active in the passing game, well they're not going to be big-time fantasy producers. The only guy that you could trust to score you know, flex-option-worthy fantasy points per week would be McFadden because he's the only one that does catch passes. I mean, Alfred Morris, forget it. Right. In a very deep league, you could consider Rod Smith. You could consider stashing Rod Smith just like you're stashing Austin Carr because the two options ahead of him on the depth chart, if Ezekiel Elliott goes down, are both subpar. I mean, these are very underwhelming players. I think Alfred Morris is a good between-the-tackles runner, but he's incompetent in the passing game. I think Darren McFadden is has been a plotter, but for some reason he is relatively efficient in the passing game. So he's interesting in that way. I think that's how they'll deploy the two backs. And I'm not excited. Yep. I'm not out... Out there, you know, bidding big on any Dallas Cowboys running back. If anything, I'll throw a dollar on Rod Smith and try to get him stashed.
0: Now, if you could get McFadden, would you grab him and try to trade him? Would you flip, try to flip him right away? Someone I that's guess. high on him.
1: I get I don't have time for that. To be <laughs> honest, I'm not a big trader. I just don't have time. That's just not my thing. I'm not you. out here trying to make these trade. If someone wanted him, they would have gone and got him. And if in, in, my leagues that I run that's most of the leagues that I'm in, there is no open waivers.
0: Gotcha. Right?
1: So there's, there's, there's there's blind bid processing windows, and that's it. That's so the people that have real lives and real jobs don't constantly lose out on these options on the waiver wire just because they weren't sitting in front of a computer the moment the news broke. Right. Makes
0: total sense. Makes total sense. All right. So we don't feel good about either Cowboys running back.
1: No, I feel terrible about it. Got it. Yeah, because right. it's not the Cowboys' offensive line that we thought it was. It's just not. It's not. The numbers say it's not. Gotcha.
0: All right, man. Well, Matt, we we've kind of run the gamut here. We we crushed this episode. We crushed it, we man. We crushed it. We crushed it. it. Crushed it. Obviously, Obviously I, you know, I can't. Had, we had
1: metrics. We had hot takes. We had fun stories. We had you know some diversions. We had bad whistling. We had it all. I had a lot of bad whistling. But it was it was you know
0: we don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. So it's been a good time for me, for you. It's been great. I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Can you let the Clock Dodgers out there who are listening know where to find you, how to consume your content, and the best way to support everything you do?
1: Yeah, playerprofiler.com. Playerprofiler.com with an R at the end. Playerprofiler.com. Go there, type in any player's name, and you can get all the advanced metrics you would ever want on that player. Also, hit menu. And there you'll see the rankings, there you'll see our podcast, everything is on playerprofiler.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, I'm a great Twitter follow. All I like to do is antagonize the audience (laughs) and and enrage my fellow fantasy analysts at fantasy underscore mansion. Do that. I'm the motherfucking podfather.
0: (laughs) Definitely do that. You want to mention the Patreon thing too? Might as well, man.
1: Yeah, go to Patreon.com if you're a fan of the show. So basically, check out the podcast on iTunes, Roto Wonder World Radio, or like I said, you can go to PlayerProfiler.com, check out the podcast. If you like the podcast, then you can become a patron of the podcast, and then you can get an extra show. We have swag, fun stuff for all the patrons. So we have this whole, whole patron community of people that are my supporters, and, and we band together against you know the haters so it's that's a little army so if you go to patreon.com search podfather you can sign up there and the cool thing about that is in addition to like the t-shirts and everything else you get um we do an extra show per week called the backstage pass Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like outtakes from shows sometimes it's you know me talking about something that happened in my life sometimes it's you know the 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 first, you know, the first information you're going to get on who to pick up on waivers, right? A special waiver wire show on a Monday or something. So you never know. What we're going to do a bunch of on only bonus show, but it's it's been really popular and it, so it works. So yeah, That's awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, good, awesome, man. Yeah, it's good, man. Life's it's, good. It sounds great. It sounds, yeah, sounds it's good.
1: It's good. It's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Also, hey, shout out to No Halftime. They sponsor this podcast too, man.
1: Great. Oh, yeah. Great, no Halftime's great, great man. App. I love that whole idea of you just take a single player. If you like a player this week, like Devin Funches every week, and you can just <laughs> match him up against somebody else, and someone else will take the other side. It's, it's, it's great, man. That's all, that's all No Halftime is it's, it's, it's player props. And they facilitate it online and make it super easy. I love it. I can't believe it's legal.
0: It's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I always tell people, you know, you whenever you get into these debates with people, I always say just settle it on no half side. It's like the easiest way to do it. Like it tracks everything for it is, you. That's
1: yeah, what it's there for. It's fun.
0: I want to actually one thing, Matt. Before we go here, I do this. Uh, I I do a show a lot of times late, like on the weekend and stuff before football starts and everything. And I do this segment on there where I I, I give players usually one at each position or just whatever. But it's I told you so players of the week, like guys that I feel oh, like you know not everyone's talking them up. They're not getting crazy hype, but I feel good about them. Even if it's just a waiver play or a guy you're buying for the low, whatever it is. Um, right. you c- could you give one guy that you feel really good about oh, yeah. that you'll be screaming I told you so after the week.
1: Not this week, but for the rest of the season, Roger Lewis. Roger Roger Lewis, Lewis, absolutely. I'm not saying he's going to break out this week because he's facing Aqib Tlaib, but he is going to end up being the number one receiver for the Giants. It's not Sterling Shepard. It's absolutely Roger Lewis the rest of the way. So you need to pick him up now just in case he does well next week because if he does well next week, he'll be a very difficult get on the waivers. So make sure you get him stashed this week. Wait and see, see how he does. But I'm very, very, very hopeful for yeah, for my man, Roger Lewis.
0: By end of season, you will be telling him I told you so. I know it, man. Yeah, You'll this be right.
1: week, I mean, this week I love Mark Ingram for sure. I mean, I'm all about Mark Ingram in all formats. I mean, you got to get Mark Ingram in, in DFS in particular. Mark Ingram's price is ridiculous in DFS this week especially on DraftKings, he's an absolute free-square running back. You cannot build a lineup without Mark Ingram in it, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. So in, in terms of this week, there's no better option than Mark Ingram. I also think T.Y. Hilton's going to go off. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a top-five option this week. I mean, when you talk about the T.Y. Hilton ceiling, 180 yards and two touchdowns, absolutely could be this week. That's Even exact. without Andrew Luck. I think we've seen... Jacoby Brissett, he's starting to mature, he's growing, developing, he's getting settled, you know, and and he's got radar lock on this T.Y. Hilton man, and they're going up against the Tennessee Titans that allow more than a touchdown per game above the mean to opposing wide receivers. So this is the week to play T.Y. Hilton, absolutely. So especially in a GPP game. So basically in cash, cash games in DFS mark ingram i mean 100 percent. and then in gpps in particular woof you gotta have ty hilton in there gotta have ty hilton
0: nice ingram and hilton this
1: week i mean this, this is the top five guys i mean these are top Lewis five guys if you want to go a little season. bit deeper i mean i have chris hogan as a wr1 this week hmm. i mean chris hogan's happening i mean it's time to wake up on chris hogan
0: that's true That that is happening
1: yeah, Chris Hogan's absolutely happening. They don't want to. And Adam Thielen's going to happen this week. Even it doesn't matter what the quarterback is, because Stephon Diggs is hurt and he doesn't play well with a with a strained groin. Unfortunately, this is a regular occurrence for Diggs, the strained groin, which throttles his output. But Adam Thielen is going to command a huge target share against Green Bay in what could be a shootout with Adam Thielen posting over 100 yards and being the go-to guy for Case Keenum this week. I see that happening, absolutely.
0: That's, that's, a, that's a bunch of good guys there. So people have no excuse, man. You just gave a bunch of good uh, I-told-you-so players, man.
1: Yeah, yes. tight end Austin Hooper. I mean, Austin Hooper this yeah. week. It's a I long, heard you talking about him, long. and I was like, oh. Yeah, Miami's giving up a lot of points to opposing tight ends. And if Mohamed Sanu doesn't play, based on the law of the conservation of targets, someone has to catch those passes that would have gone to Mohamed Sanu And I like Austin Hooper because he commanded a significant target share last week for the first time all season. But when he's targeted, he's really efficient. It's just that last week, in week four, I should say, because they had a bye last week, he had 34 routes run and seven targets. So he's looking like this week's George Kittle.
0: Yeah, I see you mentioned George Kittle too. You feel good about him also this week though, right? I mean, maybe. maybe. I'm not
1: as I'm not as excited about George Kittle. You have to be based on the, the, the usage, the routes, and the targets. You have to like George Kittle. But I'm more excited about Austin Hooper this yeah. week.
0: Tight end is so volatile, man. It's like up and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah, you don't
1: know. I, mean, you know, I like Austin Severian <laughs> Jenkins, too. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, you need these guys. We need these guys badly because the position is such a wasteland. We need Hooper and Kittle and ASJ badly to rescue this position.
0: That's it, man. That's it. Matt, thank you again, man. I appreciate you you know, taking your time to come on you here. Hopefully we can guy, do this again. I gave you gave me like seven. You gave me like seven. So that's, that's good. You covered your bases.
1: <laughs> All the positions, yeah. We yeah, even I, talked about Austin Carr out of nowhere.
0: I mean, we pretty much covered everybody, I think. Anybody you need to worry about.
1: Yeah, Wait, we went from uh, DFS to Deep Dynasty. Wow, Clock Dodgers coming through. Coming through in the paint, man. Great content, Clock Dodgers.
0: (laughs) Thank you to you, Matt. I appreciate it. I hope we get to do this again sometime, man. This was fun. So um, I appreciate it, man. And, again, follow him on Twitter, Player Profiler, Reto Underworld, Patreon, all the good stuff. It's all worth it. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. And that right there is what we call the wrap, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap. Matt Kelly, fantasy underscore mansion on Twitter. Please follow him, guys. Please go check out his website. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe. If you like it, leave a heartfelt, heartfelt review. (laughs) Seriously, though, really good dude. Um, I know if you're listening, you got a whole bunch of stuff there, right? It's a lot. There was a lot to take in. Um, So hopefully you pick some things up uh, that that you can apply uh, to your leagues and to your uh, daily fancy sports apps and whatever else you're doing, right? Thank you again to Matt Kelly, great dude. Um, uh, I definitely look forward to having him on here again and and, and chatting uh, and getting into some other stuff. So thank you again to Matt Kelly. Uh, again, the podcast is sponsored by No Halftime Daily Fantasy Sports app. Promo code CLOCK C L O C K. Get on there now um, if you haven't already. If you listen to some of the episodes, I tell, you know, we talk about it every episode, but uh, if you, when, when you subscribe to the podcast and go back and listen to some episodes or catch, catch the new episodes when they come out, um, I do a lot of stuff with No Halftime as far as uh, challenges that I like for the week, uh, ways to set challenges so that people will accept them. So I highly encourage you to listen to those episodes. A lot of times they come out on Saturday or Sunday, uh, before the games, uh, end of the week type stuff usually. So l- look for those episodes because there is uh, challenges and stuff that I think will really help you guys as far as winning and getting people to accept challenges and whatnot on no halftime, but use the promo code clock. When you sign up, it's super, it's super helpful that if you guys do that, because the reason that you use the promo code clock, not only to receive that bonus, but it lets them know that, you know, we're sending clock dodgers out there and clock dodgers are enjoying their product. Um, so it's super helpful when you guys do that. And when you share it with your friends and your family, it's just a nice gesture. If you're new to the podcast and you enjoy it, I hope that you subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Again, it's it's kind of the life the lifeline here that we need. Right? It just keeps this thing pushing stronger, growing the community. Um, same thing with leaving reviews. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please do that. Anything you could do to help, it's greatly appreciated. Don't forget to visit clockdodgers.com. Yes, we have a website. We have a fully functioning, state of the art website with fantastic articles from people who who bust their ass to give you guys uh, information, uh, advice, entertainment. So I highly encourage you guys to check out clockdodgers.com. Every single week, there's new articles up. All right, we never leave you guys hanging. It's also the source where you could find um, every podcast episode, um, things we're doing, updates, all, all kinds of stuff you can find at clockdodgers.com. And of course, the easiest way to get in contact with me is at clockdodgers.com. On Twitter, on Instagram, whatever's your your social media app of choice, uh, follow us on there. It's at ClockDodgers. Any any app you use, if we're using it, look for at ClockDodgers because that's what we're gonna be using. That's that's our that's our handle everywhere. So uh, hit us up on all those things. Uh, Sleeperbot, Fancy Life app, we're on all of them. Join the Clock Dodger chats in there, the Clock Dodger channels, uh, whatever the case may be. You can find us, we love talking to you guys. we love growing the community. It's a fun family. it really is. so I will catch you guys then and uh you guys have a great day it also uh shout out thoughts thoughts go out to everybody in California dealing with those fires. If you have family out there, if you're out there, just know we're thinking about you guys you know stay safe it's a it's a you know, terrible thing that's happening, and we've been hit by a lot of stuff lately, right? The hurricanes, the fires, um, you know, things like what happened in Las Vegas. Which again, uh, our heart, our condolences go out to those victims as well. Um, the big thing, guys, is we have to pick each other up, right? So that's what we're here for. That's what, that's a, that's a big part of of being a clock dodger, right? Part of being this clock dodger family is um, caring about each other, helping each other, helping each other grow pursuing your passions, living outside of that nine to five mindset. That's what it's about. Dude, whether it's through entertainment, whether it's through education, whether whatever it's through, get away from that nine to five mindset. There's so much more to offer. All right. As always, guys, it's been great. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for all the continued love and support. Let's keep going with this thing. Have a great week six. Kick ass out there. Clock Dodgers, as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com
1: for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.